Today's podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Check out their ultra premium collection. It's a cleaning routine for more than just your balls. The kit has you fully covered head to toe. And when you feel clean, you feel confident like me, the baddest man around. The ultra premium collection includes Manscaped's deodorant for your armpits. It also includes a hydrating body spray if you have tattoos or dry skin. There's body wash and the two-in-one shampoo as well. All products are cruelty, paraben, and dye-free. Clean yourself off after a hard workout like I do with an ultra-premium collection. You'll be smelling great all day long. Also, don't forget the flagship Manscaped Long Mower 4.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOTBOXING at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off free shipping with the code HOTBOXING at Manscaped.com. Being a badass now comes in the bottle thanks to Manscaped. Yes, sir. So what happened is, you know, I got first got locked up, and I wound up spending five years in the juvenile system. Okay. That was fun, though. You got your cookies and shit at what? night. You get, you, get, you get three meals, and then at night you get a snack. Yeah! <laughs> so, you know, no, no, no. This is what they don't know. No. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, they, shit. Get, they get you used to this shit. Oh, they get you liking this shit. Oh, that's crazy. I don't know if they did it for you back in the day, but, like, okay. at nighttime, like, hour before you're ready to bed, you go back to the chow hall, they had a snack, the juice, the, sh- the chocolate no, milks. No, what? Milk and the cookies. The right? chocolate milks they had. No, they had all type of stuff when I was, because no, I was it's cooking milk. Nah, no, that's Listen, what but it. didn't you do the, your guys didn't gamble for all the snack? You gamble for the snack. I got five snacks. You only five snacks. Yeah, all that shit. Man, what the fuck? You play, listen, you play, listen, you play. This thing y'all don't know what we do. You play Pat and all that shit. God damn shit off, right? So now, the whole time, you in there happy, you don't understand that they preparing you for the penitentiary. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Hot Boxer with Mike Tyson. I'm Bash, the co-host, and we got Wallow and Gilly here today. That's what's up, you know, million dollar worth of game. We got uh, Jalen Ramsey on. Yeah, yes, Shout sir. out to Jay. Yes, y'all are fire, man. Thank you. I, lo- I really love what y'all doing. Uh, Kevin Durant, Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather um, uh, Young Thug, mm-hmm. Kevin Gates, Meek Mills, Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, Kevin Jason Garnett, Tatum, yeah, the sh- Snoop Dogg. Everybody, yeah, and, today, everybody. and their shit different because they like travel to them. Like they yeah, loca- that's what I want to do. I want to like go on location to France or somewhere, Italy, have some fun and shit. Not stuck in the office all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's talk shit, guys. Come on, what the fuck you Absolutely. doing, man? We hot boxing with, with, now, with Mike, baby. We hot boxing with Mike, but Mike, listen. When you saw this this fake tough guy when he was on these on the Instagram, what did you think? Which one? Who? This one right here. I don't, I don't know. I thought he wanted to get shot or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's by himself with a seat talking mad shit like he got a thousand niggas behind him, but he's by himself. Yeah. So he That's how I rolled up. <laughs> and it is a coincidence. Coincidentally, I've been shot a few been times. Shot, so no shit, nigga. No <laughs> shit, Sherlock. <laughs> I know. He talk a bunch of shit, you know? That's Absolutely. what he do, man. But know what I realized? In my life, um, when I brought that energy, I brought that heat came behind it, you mm-hmm. know? But when I try to do like in, in, like me now, it doesn't come to me. You know, when you bring it to your energy... Attracts. Next, yeah, 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 the energy. I don't have that energy anymore. You know, when we was younger, growing up in, you know, in North Philadelphia, the streets of North Philly, where we came from, it was just like a, a certain culture. Oh, I understand. If, 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 if listen, if you ain't, if you ain't had a right. Listen, if you ain't shot nobody, and somebody took your chain and you ain't come back and shot him, you a bitch. Yeah, yeah. you food now. Yeah, yeah. you food. Oh, you're, you're yeah. on the menu. You're on the yeah. menu. You're part of the menu. So, so that's how this shit goes. And you don't even want to shoot nobody, but you know if you don't, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Just like the wolves, all of us gonna turn on you. Absolutely. And we're Very good people. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we'll die for this guy, but once he let that happen, we all turn on him like wolves. That's how that shit be out there, man. It's just. It's just crazy, man. You know. Yeah. And 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 Wallow, you know, Mike, he went to jail at seventeen. He, yeah, you put it in. He did twenty years and yeah. then came home at thirty-seven. Yeah. No, listen. Your story. Listen. Wallow, look at crazy. a nigga like this. These guys look like you. And no disrespect, you don't have to get so homeless and stuff. 
I, I, I am. Did y'all work that critique up to be successful? You guys seem so harmless. You don't look like this guy did a day in prison. No, it's, it's like you go out <laughs> you go out of the dumb shit. You know how you yeah. go through that phase when you're young, you just love dumb shit. Mm -hmm. Because in the ghetto, the ghetto glorify and amplify and they respect dumb shit. And mm -hmm. if you ain't bringing that dumb shit, it's like, oh, you a pussy, go to work, be a nut. If you ain't selling no dope, if you ain't shooting nobody, mm, if you ain't mm, doing none of that, mm, and that's what we taught, that's what we educated by. Because you think about it, Mike. When we kids and we in the ghetto and you sitting on the step and you see the dude pull up in the Benz or the mm, Cadillac mm. and he got the nice clothes on, smelling good, the chain, he going to pick up the most beautifulest girl in the neighborhood. Mm. So you as a kid, you saying, you looking at him, get her, then you looking at the neighbors in the, in the community, the older ladies, everybody respect this guy. But they don't respect the dude that's coming home from work dirty every day. So you like, I gotta be a street nigga. Unless I, you preach into the choir. You know what I mean? So that's how that shit be. Because know why? Because none of them little niggas with that chin, nobody fucks with them. Mm -hmm. I wanna be like that. Mm -hmm. But now. And for yeah. us, you know, mm. now that we older, it's all about giving game that's, to Yeah, the that street game is vicious. <laughs> it's vicious. It'll fuck vicious. you up. Mm -hmm. It'll fuck, it'll fuck you all the way up and have you just like, man, have you in that motherfucker cell or in that graveyard, you know? And if there's certain situations that you go through and, uh, you know, you don't develop a relationship with God and, you know, start seeing what's the right ways, then you're you going to end up where you're going to end up at. If I get older, I develop a relationship with God. All right. Be all we honest when a lot so my of my expiration date is coming up soon. So yeah, you trying to make sure the meeting is right. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm not trying to find my way. You know, I've been, I've, I have been giving money away lately, but you know, sub, subconsciously I'm trying to buy my way in there too. Right. That meeting is a motherfucker. When you get older, you people walk up on you and ask you, how you doing? You start saying shit like, blessed by the best. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You change your no. When every, you was younger, you never said no shit like that. I'm chilling. Yeah, every time somebody says, glory to God, glory to God, God willing. God willing. I'm scared of all these things. I'm scared ready to die soon. So it's right. yeah, coming I'm like, soon. My expiration yeah. date is coming, so I'm trying to be God friendly, like, you know? Right. Because the reality of it is, how old are you? T 26. 26. Just, you know, saying nothing don't happen, you know. We, I'm 45, he's 55. 55, he's 42. We probably lived half our life already. Probably 60%. You know what I'm saying? When you think about it, might be eighty. Because Listen, but, what's the chances of me living to ninety? As we get older, I eat fucking Burger King all the time. Man. <laughs> as we get older, chill out, yeah. chill out. As that Burger King going crazy. Yeah. We go yeah. crazy. <laughs> no, really, really. As we get older in the age, we get closer to our past than we do to our future. Mm -hmm. We get closer to our mother, father, and aunt than we do to our children, niece, and nephew. Right. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. But they get older, they're ready that they get, they're closer to us than they are to their own children. And that's how life goes. As you get older, you get closer to your path. Honestly, going off of what you said, Wallo, your story is amazing. <sighs> Let's hear it. Yeah, Wallo. so if I just correct me if I'm wrong, you know, obviously, you know, you served your time, then you studied business, you just started studying, studying, studying all types of different different revenues of business and, business and stuff like that. Then you ended up becoming like a huge motiv motivational speaker. Start talking at like universities, Penn State, right? Yeah, a bunch of them. Bunch of them. Blew up on Instagram, blew up on the internet. You and Gilly uh, are obviously cousins and y'all produced million dollars worth of game and yes. now it's just blowing up to what it's do done. But can you talk about kind of your experience and why you were in the pen? Like how did that come, come in your mind? Like I feel like it's easy to kind of like succumb to your circumstances, right? Yeah. I actually spent more time in institutions in my life than I did free. Mm -hmm. I first got locked up June 30th, 1990. Mm -hmm. I was that's 11 years old. I first got locked up, mine's June 21st. Can't I mean, that's why we warriors. That's why we, we winners. But that's another story. So, Mike's <laughs> a warrior. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. What the fuck you mean? I'm a warrior. No, no we, want, we want people to see that we're warriors. Mm. More than like being, we want people to see that we're warriors. Right. But like you was really a warrior. No, 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 warrior. no, no. I want, nigga, we <laughs> like, know. I seen you. No, I know, I know, I know. And I project that to them. I want them to see and feel that I'm a warrior. And not necessarily that I am. Yeah. Yeah, but I seen you. I, I witnessed personally when you knocked Trevor Burbick out. I'm talking about this weed right here is hitting like how you was hitting when, remember when Trevor Burger went down and then got up and then went down again and then yeah, got but, up. Yeah, but in all reality, that's fleeting. It's gone. 
can never get it back. No. Okay. So, I, so I got, so I'm here with you, and you're my future now. Right. Yeah. And that was my past. Uh, but, but your past is what make you who you are today. Our past can't dictate our future, so it doesn't Not make me who I am today. You know what uh, happens? Only if, only if it dictated my future. I'm this way because of my past. Then my past went. My past shouldn't be able to beat me. Mm. That's deep. That's I deep. should be, I should be able to enter my past as I before as I die. But it shouldn't be able to have any control of me while I'm living life. So what happened is, you know, I got first got locked up, and I wound up spending five years in the juvenile system. Okay, um, that was fun though. You got your cookies and shit. At what night. you get? You get you get three meals, and then at night you get a snack. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, no, no, no. Hey, this hey, is hey, what hey, they hey, don't hey, know. Hold up, hold up, hold up. No. Hold up, hold up. Oh, oh shit. shit. They get you used to this shit. <laughs> oh. They get you liking this shit. Oh, that's because what happened is I got into the juvenile too. I don't know if they did it for you back in the day, but like at nighttime, like. Hour before you ready to bed, you go back to the chow hall. They had the snacks, the juice, the, the chocolate no, milks. No, what? Milk and the cookies. The right? chocolate milks they had. No, they had all type of stuff when I was. Because no, I was it's cooking milk. Nah, no, that's Listen, but didn't you do the? Your guys didn't gamble for all the snacks. You gamble for the snacks. Yeah, I got five snacks. You only five snacks. Yeah, all that shit. You play. Listen, you play. Listen, you play. This ain't got to know what we do. You play penny pack and all that shit. God damn. So you gamble that shit off, right? So now the whole time you in there happy, you don't understand that they preparing you for the penitentiary because you. You getting used and this shit is normal yeah. to you. It's become it's becoming listen, it's becoming normal to you. Yeah. It's becoming normal to you because you just like, oh shit, it's cool. I don't care. I go back yeah. to the juvie joint. Yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah, you So when you go home, home, you get a case again. You go back down there. You always got like, it's always like an older woman or somebody in there that treats you like you they son. You as soon as you get back in, the, as soon as you come back in, Mr. Brown be like, you back again, boy? And you be like, yeah, Miss Brown. I'm she makes sure you hook you up. That's how that shit be. But I kept going to juvenile facility, but I spent five years in and out. And then when I turned 17, I got locked up for two armed, armed robberies and two firearm violations. Mm -hmm. Got a total of 19 and a half to 52 years. Okay. And uh, I, I went in there, and my alarm clock came on during the journey of like, yo, man, there's more to life than this shit. Because mm -hmm. I'm seeing, I'm in there, I'm going in there, I'm, and I always used to be around the OGs, dudes. Like a lot of dudes that I was around, they got 30, 40 years in prison. Yeah. Older dudes from, you know, Black Mafia, Philadelphia, whatever it may be. Yeah. And I just used to sit around them and soak life up and just try to, you know, listen. I listened more than I talked, and I learned a lot. But I realized that it was more to me to life than doing some street shit. Because this jail shit, I'm seeing people die. Yeah. I'm seeing people, uh, you know, they can't be out there to take care of their kids and all that shit. Their mother's deteriorating. Yeah. So it was like, yo, man, it's more of the life than this shit. And I just started educating myself and then reading more. Like, I didn't know how to read or none of that. Yeah. But I learned in juvie how to read. Because I, I wanted to read the Easy e magazine, and I went over to the school building. I was like, yo, can I? Because before then, I used to go to school when they used to make it, and any time it was my turn to read, I'd be like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. But the teacher caught me one day, and I it was embarrassed, so I stopped like going. Then when I wanted to learn, I learned, and I just started reading when I got to the penitentiary, and uh, it opened my mind up. It was my yeah, way yeah. to explore the world, because the only thing I knew was the ghetto. But reading and, and watching stuff in jail, like Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations, parts unknown, yeah. I was able to travel the world through my imagination. For sure. And that's what really helped me, you know? That's amazing, yeah. It, I, I read something about you using Google a lot or Google, how Google became your no, best. No, what happened was a dude, a young guy, because when people used to come to prison, yeah. if I knew Mike, you know what I mean, and his son came to prison, yeah. he'd be like, yo, go see Wallow. And I see, he'd be like, yeah, Mike, my dad, I'd be like, damn, what's up, young? And give them, you know, give them they set up, they yeah. some commissary, some cosmetics, shit like that. But I would always interrogate them because I was fascinated with the free world. Uh. Because when you go to prison, you're trapped in a world that don't exist no more. So when their young cat had come, I'd interrogate them for days. I'd be like, yo, what's this? What's that? What's and they'd just be telling me shit about what's going on. So when the kid told me about Google, I'm like, what? Because he told me, hey, I could type your name and I find out anything. I said, how the fuck you could type my name and I've been in jail all this time? Yeah. That shit don't make no sense. I thought he was lying to me. Oh, yeah. So I would write it down. I would write it down in my book of life because I had this thing I still got called the book of life mm -hmm. where everything somebody told me, I'd write it down. Like, I didn't know nothing about relationships or none of that. But yeah. people would tell me, I'd be like, okay, so you live with your girl? Yeah, I was living with her. We went on a trip. Where did y'all go? Oh, we went on a trip. Yeah, how much did the plane ride cost? I Because it was like... It was new. It was new. Really. I'm in jail. I don't know. Yeah, nothing. Don't I know. Only thing I knew how to be a criminal and be on some street shit. I didn't know nothing about life. So I would just write it down in the book of life. So when I was in jail, I wound up getting my hand on a, on a hot uh, iPod Touch in a wireless hotspot. So when I'm in my cell, I type the Google shit up. Yeah. For the first time, because I'm looking through my book, everything. I, I type it up. I'm in my cell. I'm high. I got the curtain up. I typed in Google, Google popped up, I dropped the phone. I thought the feds was on me. I said, oh shit, this is some scary shit. How do you yeah. know my name? The ops, the ops, man. It was scary. So, you yeah. know, 
you, and then I just started learning more. I just was in there learning and learning and learning and reading shit, learning and just listening to the OGs. And, uh, you know, cause there was this one old head named Shoes. Uh, they said he, they, they thought he had cancer, but he wound up having AIDS. And mm-hmm. that was my OG. I used to push him around the, the yard and go run and get his cigarettes, get, you know, certain shit. They told him not to smoke. He'd be like, fuck them, give me a cigarette. Cause I go get him from the medical, from the hospital. You know how they got like a hospital, like cells in there. So I'm pushing him around. Like he was an old gangster from Philly. And he told me, I seen him the night before he died, cause I didn't even know he was, but he, he grabbed my arm and I was talking to him cause he used to be laughing and all this shit, smoking a cigarette in his bed. He said, do me a favor, man. He said, when you get out of jail, live. He said, I never lived my life. I live for everybody in the hood. Mm. I ain't never go nowhere. I ain't never do nothing. I never live. He said, just go out there and live, man, when you get out. Don't mm. come back here. What did that mean to you? It, it, meant, it meant a lot to me because it but was- what, what was living? How do you live your life? No, what he said was, to me, he said, explore. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, get out there and explore because he said, I lived my whole life in the ghetto. Get I out. went to ghetto jail, ghetto jail. He said, I kept going back down the way. He said, the world is bigger than down the way. The world is bigger than your neighborhood. And he said, and I used to be like, I was like, damn, man. He just said, man, just please, man, just, just, just go see things. Go feel things. Just be free. That's real. And, it, and, it, and I come back the next day, and when I came back the next day, he was gone. And they lied to me because I came in the hospital because they always see me coming. They see me walking. They know I'm going to get shoes, take him around the mm-hmm. yard because it's yard time. Take him in the yard, get him, you know what I mean, all that type of stuff. And they was like, oh, uh, he had to go somewhere. He'd be back. The lady ain't want to tell me. So I came back like two, three times, and then I waited to the shift change. And when the shift changed, the, other, the uh, nurse was like, oh, he left us last night. I said, well, they took him to the house. Well, they went to another house. Like, what? She was like, she seen, she was like, he gone. I was fucked up because that was like my... He was somebody that I talked to every day, and you know, I was so close to him, and he used to tell me all the stories, and it was just we used to just laugh all day. Yeah. And but I never forgot what he told me. And when I and when it was my time to come home, I said I gotta live. You know, I just gotta be free and stop worrying about you know fuck what people think, and I just gotta live my life. You know. It's real. Because it looked it seemed like my whole life I was I was operating based off of the opinions of others and what I was supposed to be because of my zip code and my environment. No, you gotta be a real nigga. You gotta be this. And I ain't know that I could be be somebody else in that and that you know and shit changed for me. Man, that's my whole, my whole life I, w- I looked outside the box. Even when I was getting arrested as a kid, mm-hmm. I was outside the box and everything. All the guy, um, all the guys that um, my juvenile time, 50, 60 years. Yeah. Everybody went to jail. It seemed like everybody yeah. made it to the penitentiary. That's that's a brutal life to be involved with. Even if you're not involved, being a parent, being somebody's sister, brother, mother, uncle. Dealing with that, you know? It's crazy. I really yeah. understand that life, man. Yeah. That, that's almost, um, nothing's impossible, but that's close to it, mm-hmm. you know? To be a, um, what, you, what I always call my, a bad nigga that seen the light. Yeah, that, that uh, alarm clock came on when I was in prison. My I really appreciate that Yeah, no, that is, no, it really is. It's... We, when we was growing up, we, you know, we was doing... Major figures, yeah, that's us. We was doing robberies and shit. You know okay. what I'm saying? Wallow always was in the rapping. I wasn't in the rapping. I was in the playing basketball. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. So I actually was in college. Okay. You know, I had a I had an apartment with, with a woman. You know what I mean? I come home from school. I get with cuz. We go do what we do. I go back up to college. You know what I'm saying? So... For me, so you're a smart nigga, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He educate like me. Eloquent type nigga that just keeps it in the hood, though. Yeah, right? yeah. And and Wallow said something, you know, one one day that he was like, "Cuz when you really think about it, like you was on some 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 crazy shit, like because you would be up at the college, yeah. and I went to a ninety something percent white college, Cabrini mm-hmm. University. Yeah, you know I mean, I played basketball there, and you would go up there." They don't have no idea what you do, who you are. Mm. You cool with everybody. They yeah. love you. And then you leave from there and come right back to the hood. And we go do robberies. And then you leave and go right back up to college. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, how'd you... Nah, keep it a buck. So like doing that, how'd you like... How were you able to do that? Well, I got kicked out of college because during an armed robbery during the summer, August 22nd, 1996, right before we was about to go back to college, we... We was in the middle of doing an armed robbery, and one of my homies got killed. And uh, it was on the front of the uh, Daily News, and uh, I got kicked out of college. And then that's really when I started rapping. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And he always rapped. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't really grow up. What's happening here then. though? Was this one of your yeah, this was one of our videos from back in the day that we dropped. It was a number two rap single in the country. Dropped this in 1999. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you, and if I'm correct, you wrote, you ghost wrote for Lil Wayne? I, grew, uh, I don't really talk about that no more, man. I've been talking about that for like... 20 years, man. 20, but, I mean, that's... He's a ghostwriter. That's kind of... That's kind of old. He's a ghostwriter. No, that's legendary. But you're not new, though. You Mike said that shit legendary. That's legendary, bro. Mike said it's legendary. Shout out to all the ghostwriters all across the world who sit around and they write them hot songs and they deliver them to the uh, artists and because they really get no credit. They get paid, but they get no credit. Just, well, listen, little Wayne this notes? white guy from England, they call him an invisible man. This guy broke Michael Jackson. Oh, what? Ooh. What what he can write? No one knows who he is. That's why they call him the Invisible Man. Bad. Well, For real? Yo, yeah. Michael Jackson? Yeah. Um, Driller. He's badass. Mm. Lady of my life. Well, it's it's some cold. He's a cold guy. Shit. Mm. No one knows who he is. Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker though. <laughs> yeah, the Invisible really? Man. Yes. The Invisible Man. The myth. The legend. You know what I mean? Hip records he probably wrote, man. Yeah. A bunch of mother- White boy too. <laughs> R&B, all the shit you the history, like the history, legendary history, R&B, white cat. Girl, no weather to laugh or cry. That was the Invisible Man right now. <laughs> for real, for real. You know, no cap. But that, no, that's amazing that you did that too for Wayne. I mean, shit, I mean, that's just as legendary to me. I mean, he's one of the best I mean, rappers ever. I mean, who who owned that? I mean, for, for, for Wayne, huh? One of the best. Wayne's evil. Yeah, he's off the hook. He's, he's nasty. He's nasty, uh, bro. Um, I like Kevin Gates, like the new guys. Yeah. Kevin Gates, Rob Wade. Those are the new guys out there that I like, but the old school guys are always Tupac and... Public Enemy. Public Enemy. Yeah, I know you yeah all the over Biggie, it's the old school guys, you know what I mean? Um, what's homeboy named Keith, Keith Murray, those guys. Very, yeah, all, very com- confrontational rappers. I like very confrontational. I love Cool J. Those guys just get in your fucking face. Mm. Who is they your... don't do that too much now. A lot of people got killed for that stuff, but everybody is everybody pretty respectful now. So these young, other young guys, but who who shot um, Little Bootsy up and killed his boy, M.O. Mo oh, P. Yeah. Yeah. I interviewed Mo P. and him before. Mo three. Mo3, Mo3, right? Mo3. Mo3 was hot too. He's a nice guy. He's a nice person. You think that there's somebody out there that wants to kill him. I mean, you know, a lot of these youngins be beefing in the streets, man. And I I really don't be understanding it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you'll get rappers that you, you make it to a certain level when you gotta understand that that's a blessing. That's a blessing because everybody rap. Everybody play basketball. Everybody play football. You don't look at it like that. You feel what I'm saying? So when you when God put a blessing on you to lift you up amongst everybody and help you get out the ghetto for you to make it and then still wanna act like you in the same conditions that you was in when it's just be unbelievable to me. And it'd be like, hey, young as y'all got too much to live for. People told them how to make money. People didn't take how to exist. People, I could die for somebody I love. I can't live for them. He has to live his own life. Right. When we was coming up, though, a, a lot that helped me change was when, you know, shout out to Tony Draper. You know, he gave me my advance money when I signed the Swive House, my first advance money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Damn, I really could do this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, gave you that. Gave you that. So now yeah. armed robberies and that oh, type of that's not even a, yeah. because it's like, wait, hold on. I got a chance to make money off of doing this. I'm really seeing money off of rapping. Yeah. I don't want shit to do with the streets. I'm good. That's fast. Like so when so that was your that was kind of your light bulb yeah, click when that, that your moment. And was, he and then Wallow was in jail that time. Yeah. Okay, and that's when that clicked. Wow. Wallow was in jail when that video came out. Okay, so damn. And he he came up with the name because Wallow was in the rap. I wasn't in the rap, 
So when Wallow came to me on the rap shit, I was like, man, you tripping, man. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to go. Yeah. I'm trying to go rob these motherfuckers, man. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah. But he used to be, like, real passionate about that shit. Like, cuz, motherfuckers out here making real money off this shit. You got to understand, happen. he three years younger than me. So I might be 17 and he 14 mm -hmm. and he telling me this shit. But even at 14, 15, you wouldn't have never thought Wallow was that young. Yeah. Because Wallow got a tattoo on his neck, you know, FBTM, fuck bitches take money. Was no 14, 15-year-old kid running around with no tattoo <laughs> on their neck. Talk about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was always tall. Everybody hung with was well, older. Right, so you know what I mean? Man. You would have never thought Wallow was, yeah. you know, really into that. But... You know, he was really passionate about that music mm -hmm. shit. I said, a guy like you could be the first thing you could start interviewing your friends in prison. Mm. Stuff like that. You can have the world's hear his problems, hear his case out. You help people like that too. I like Imagine that. Imagine you can go in there and talk to them um, niggas, the junior black mafia niggas, mm. and help them give them, a, give them a platform for people to see who they really are. So obviously, y'all did it with Barstool. How did that come about now? That's that I feel like that was a huge power move too by y'all, but also y'all own y'all do everything y'all sell. You own your own shit. Yeah. Um what happened was we was, we was just doing our thing independently. We was on number one on the charts a lot. And uh, Spotify came to us. They was going back and forth with Spotify. Then Barstool came and we was we had, it made sense to us. Income, mm -hmm. You want to buy a percentage of your... Yes. No, no, we wasn't Stop. doing it. We didn't want to give it away. Yeah. So we said, we gonna, we gonna keep ownership of our company and just partner up with them. So it was like, we just gonna get with somebody that really got partnerships with brands and all. Yeah. And that's what we did. And it was just great. You know, it was a great place to be. You know, we, it's like, uh, they they understand what we doing. They stay out of our way. You know what I mean. And we get busy. Yeah. That's the big. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Having that ownership. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Especially as black men. Well, that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Cause you know, they're always gonna try to take some and try to you know give you a little some. I don't know how it is in those deals and stuff like that. How uh, they try to give you an advance, but you know you really don't own anything or something like that. So it's just dope to see y'all owning that yeah. shit and just yeah. running with it, keep, keep killing it, Ross. And mm -hmm. the people that get the advance, they just don't want to do this shit. They don't want to run a company, mm -hmm. you know. This real work. Yes, yeah. it's real work. It is. And I really enjoy. I really enjoy uh, getting, you know, setting the cameras up, setting the mics up, traveling, going to different cities, yeah. taking a conference room, turning it into a studio, no, real for quick, sure. five minutes. So you know, that's what I really like. Mm -hmm. Right. I really like, you know, you know, setting up the mics and, air and I love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's something that I enjoy to do and seeing it done when it's finished, it's edited up. Yeah. And we push, you know, upload and it come on premiere and that show come out and people love it. So, what, hey. what was your favorite episode? Who, your favorite interview? I mean, I'm I'm you know, I'm a sports guy, so probably, you know, Kevin Durant or, or you know, Floyd Mayweather. Or, yeah. Because you know, I'm a sports guy, you know what I mean? But my my, my favorite episode is about to be with Mike Tyson. Both of you, what are you afraid of? Um, I'm afraid of one of my biggest things. I'm I'm afraid of of of, of getting killed by a black man. Yeah. I'm afraid of being in the uh, in a ghetto and somebody, and somebody knock me out, take me out of here, just because of like, because I don't fuck with nobody. Just because of you know they just they don't know right and they don't know what's going on in their life and they just knock me off. I don't care about too much shit. I, but but that's that's one of my biggest fears, you know, and probably dying alone, you know, dying by myself, like no family, no, you know, shit like that. Mm. How about you, brother? My biggest fear probably ain't death. It's probably uh, dying slow. Really? You know what I mean? Like of, of cancer. Oh, or, sickness. You know oh, what sickness. I mean? Yeah. Where it just, mm. can, you know what I mean? You got to sit there and deteriorate and your family mm. got to watch you. And that's probably my only fear. How about you, Mike? Me? Yeah. I don't know. Being homeless, living, you know, living in the streets again. Oh, see that. Going yeah. back to Brownsville scares me. Yeah. Mine would probably be just failing. <laughs> just failing. You know, doing what I'm doing, and the next thing you know, I just. I'm not afraid of Brownsville, but just the fact that I'm back. 
Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. But I always um, look at all everything as a that's a blessing too. Mm-hmm. You know, for for me, you know, the wake up is the win. Mm-hmm. You know, if I woke up this day. morning mm-hmm. and I'm healthy, man, that's a win. Man, that's a win for if you me. win the morning, you win the day. Yes, Gilly. So, uh, so I remember I saw a video that went viral of you. <laughs> Uh, supporting, shout out to Dion. Uh, Didn't Dion you hear somebody Sanders. in the story for Dion? <laughs> Dion <laughs> Sanders. You were at you were at the university. Yes. Cheering them on. Yes. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and that boy, that boy, that boy scored a touchdown. I don't know who it was, what play it was exactly. Shout out to him though. And you celebrated with him in the end zone. Can you talk about that moment? <laughs> well, when we got there, you know. We, they told us, you, you know, you stay behind. Deion Sanders? Yeah, we, we went down to Jackson Back State. Jackson you know, State. we go down there and we support the, 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 you know, Jackson State, you know, and support Deion. I keep forgetting the college nigga. Go ahead. You know, so we go down there and uh, they tell us, you know, you get you got to stay behind the white line. You know, we we dress like the coaches. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's a fumble. He picked the ball up. As you see how they had it on Sports Center. As you see, I'm running down. I never come past the white line. Never. But I'm running down the sideline. Striper's stride. Striper's with the player. Let's go. Let's what go. game is this? Let's go. This, this was Jackson, Jackson State, State. A football game versus somebody. I don't know. I don't know Jackson who it was. Jackson State's like the really dominant black school. Yes, HBCU. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deion Sanders coaches. Deion Sanders coaches okay, for them cool, now. Yeah, cool. so. We we run down parallel to the end zone together. When he when he scores, I say, "Yeah, youngin." <laughs> he threw me the, the ball. football. <laughs> like, so as he threw me the football and I caught it, yeah. Mike, I only know how to do one thing. I see Tom Brady give his offensive lineman the football. Uh-huh. They spiked the shit. Yes, sir. So I spiked it in the end zone and got a penalty. And you <laughs> on, on national Mike, TV, so Mike, Mike. He come to me. He like I'm like, yo, what the fuck did you just do that for? He told me something. He gave me the ball. I said, cuz, you threw the ball in the end zone. You're not playing. What the, why was it? No, he gave me the ball. So it was supposed to be. The next thing you know, the ref said. Dion don't even know what happened. 15 Deion, yard oh, penalty oh, oh. On, on, on Jackson State's bench. Oh, <laughs> Dion said, never come back again. No, he suspended <laughs> me for four games. He suspended he me for come four, four games. games. <laughs> Shit was crazy, man. But I went back, though, to the bowl game after my four-game suspension. Yeah. <laughs> so shout right. out to Coach Prime. Yeah, shout out yeah, to Coach Prime. Prime. Who's your favorite uh, Philly boxers? Like, did you want, did you, what's that, you know? Ennis is a well, little bit well, you got to You got to definitely Garcia, give Garcia, Danny Garcia. Uh-huh. You got to give Bernard. You got to give Danny. Uh-huh. But Bernard's give, not fighting no more. Yeah. He's just a legendary yeah, fighter. Yeah, but you, you know, you got to shout them out first mm-hmm. and foremost because mm-hmm. they from the city. Yeah. But right now mm-hmm. is a kid named... Stephen Fulton Jr. Okay. Yes. He has two belts at 122 pounds. Cool boy Steph. Cool boy Steph. Cool boy Steph. He got two belts. Yes, sir. Unified champion right now. Hundred and what pounds? 122. Okay. And it's a kid well, named Jerron Boots Ennis. Yeah, he's bad too. He's a monster. The future oh. of boxing. Remember, I told you guys that them two kids okay. you believe are that? the future. Got, yes. I, I, I love believe, My brother-in-law, he believes the same thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think he needs to be tested a little more. Who who he need to fight? A guy like him. Um, he need to fight a guy that um Danny Garcia. He needs to be the championship of Philadelphia. For the welterweight championship of Philadelphia, they need to be in Philadelphia. I held them vague because you got to pay that Philly tax. It's going to kill them. So they got to go to Florida, either Vegas, a place where people are going to give you the arena where you won't have to pay for it. That's why they kill. That's why they're killing the game in Vegas over there because they're giving you the money. They're paying you to come there yeah. instead of you paying them to fight there. Isn't right. that incredible? That's crazy. Right. One thing I know about that kid, though, because I knew him since he was like 12 years old. Yes. He eats, shits, mm-hmm. sleeps, dreams, mm. walk, run, mm. boxing. His dad was a professional boxer. Listen, Both his brothers was professional boxers. people that have all boxers. that stuff and still don't make it. Yeah. He, make, he didn't make no, but it. He, but he listen, made it because he's who he is. Yes, he, he is who he is. Since, because my son boxed since he was six all the way up to 18. So I used to take my son to all the gyms. Mm-hmm. Everybody in Philly knew. You want some real work? Go down to Bozies. Go down to that dungeon. Don't, don't, no, no, no. I don't want to hear you went over here and you got some work. I don't want to hear you went over here and got some work. Go down to that dungeon. Because when you go down to that dungeon, they ain't got shit near that work. 
If he take that, why won't they have that fight? That'd be the biggest fight in Philadelphia. Uh, uh, I think they, I think the relationship is too close. Oh, ain't nothing about relationship. We're fighters. We're trying to make Yeah, fun. I know, but I think the relationship is, you then know. That, that's not a professional fight. A professional, then if they had a good relationship, they should fight because they're going to make each other rich. Mm, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good man. Well, I'm, I'm not going to fight you. I have a good relationship. I'm going to give up $2 million, so I'm not going to fight you just because I love him. I love you. He, ain't know, he don't know when next time he's going to get a $2 million fight, a million dollar fight. Friends help each other make money. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. So what are y'all favorite moments of Mike of Mike in the ring? I mean, so many of them. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? What the fuck you talking about, nigga? Man, you a goat, so, nigga. What do you mean? What are you talking about? You a goat. You ain't know what it is. There's so many of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, I, I put up Trevor guy, Burbage. Grateful, you know what I mean? I think he became the youngest champion ever. Crazy. Man. You know, can I tell you something? You know a new name for ego? Legacy. Legacy. Yeah, it's a new word for ego. Mm -hmm. That's deep. That's deep. My legacy. Who the fuck cares <laughs> about my legacy <laughs> when I'm dead? Who, what, what's that about? You want people to still think wonderful about you? Even though when you were alive, you were a prick, but when you're dead, they put statues <laughs> up for you? <laughs> a lot of dickheads get praised after they die. A guy could be a piece of shit all his life, and once he dies, he becomes a saint. Oh, man, I miss John. But John was a piece of shit. He beat you out of money, never paid you back. <laughs> Hitting on your wife. John, you really trying for John. A piece of shit. Yeah, that's funny how they work, though. Death make, death make people more... I don't know. Death makes people... Death make people sympathetic. And, that's what it is. And that's you know the what? word, sympathetic. I yeah. did a post on Instagram, remember? When I said, I don't, I'm not talking to the white families because I don't know if y'all do this, but to my black families, mm -hmm. remember I said, let's stop the bullshit. Every time a nigga die, we go to the funeral and start lying and shit. He was about to go back to school. No, the fuck he wasn't. <laughs> Johnny was hustling in the Boo hood. Boo-boo was slamming that coat. Really, right? Yeah. I mean, keep it real. Right, yeah. Johnny was a piece of shit, but he was our piece, piece of shit. You know, yeah. 100%, nigga. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let's keep it real. Everybody here know Johnny, Johnny was shit. <laughs> Johnny was always Johnny never was hard piece Johnny of shit. owned everybody money. Everybody, everybody he owes everybody money. Right. It should be more of a, of, of some jokes going on. Like yeah. damn, we ain't want to see Johnny go, but he but he, he he burnt he burnt my mom out of rent money. Maybe he took the envelope with yeah, my yeah, mom rent yeah. money. Yeah. And then people in there crack laughing crack like damn, Johnny was a piece of shit. We love you, Johnny, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, That's why we didn't pay for your funeral, nigga. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because you get in there. You get in there and you have the reverend saying all this uh, shit that shit. everybody in the crowd know ain't true. He was an amazing man. In the same a man of God. Like Johnny had his problems. But he was trying to, he was straightening them out. No, he wasn't. Johnny bought some cocaine Listen, last night. He was not straightening it out. He that. was going deeper and deeper in the hole. <laughs> the funeral homes already had a layout of the, of the obituaries. They already got them prepped. They the same, go grab four or five obituaries. That shit start off like the same. <laughs> He went to this school, he did this, he was that. He was throwing a, what about when he took grandma and rent money, man? Yeah. <laughs> I left that shit out of there. Yeah. He beat my ass, took my money with me, I took my chain and All shit. All that shit. My boy Johnny was wildin'. Johnny was a motherfucking piece of shit. <laughs> Real. No, and but, and now he died, he's an angel. He's the greatest thing that happened in life. No, but this is actually a good transition. So you kind of talked about it, about, you know, young rappers dying now. Like, recently, too, has been a good amount of guys passing. Um, being, so, being assaulted. Yeah, just being assaulted. Like, there's crazy shit going on. Like you said, there's so much money to get. Like, what's up? Like, why are we tripping? What... Do you think it's today's hip-hop? Hip hop, Or, like, what is it? Like, what do you think it is that's going Mike on? Mike said it at the beginning. Energy attract energy. Yeah. That's what you put out there. If you on this, if you, if I'm a young cat and I'm in the streets of Houston, or I'm in the streets of Compton, I'm in the streets of Brownsville, I'm in the streets of Baltimore, and you telling me that you're a tough guy, you're a killer, you that, and your raps, nigga, I'm gonna try you. No, we gonna, 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 gonna try you. We gonna try you. I'm gonna try. If, if I'm gonna do, you come to my town, you. you doing the show, or if you say some words against me, because most of the time you gonna get tried. Yeah. In the rap game, most people is beefing with people. That's not on a level financially or in mm -hmm. a position. They, they beefing with Johnny from around the way. Johnny like, nigga, I ain't got nothing to live for. When I see you, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck do you do? Yeah. So it's like, you got to energy match energy. It's about an energy exchange. So if you throwing that shit out there, you, I love the dumb shit. Oh, dumb shit going to find you. Find you. It's going to find you. That's so true. you got to be mindful of the 
uh, of the messages you putting out don't there. Be, energy. Don't be rapping about no shit you shouldn't be rapping about, yeah. nigga. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. Look, look at the camera. Tell them that. I don't tell me I, that. I, I, I play ball. I, don't, 80s, nigga. <laughs> I know that. That's, that's facts. That's real. I'm telling you. That's so many real. dead people out here rapping for shit they rapping shit they shouldn't be rapping about. But they never even lived. Yeah, I know. I mean, crazy. so it's like, and you putting the imagery out there, like you know, I'm with, I'm with, and you got a lot of people out there that love. Yeah, the thing about Big and Tupac, they were babies. Yeah, they was young. It's, it's and you never babies. think, and you never think that you know how they died so close to the now. It's like dying as a rapper is like easy. That's like some regular shit out here, and it's sad. Yeah. You know, it's easy to die, but it's very difficult to live. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's why I, I never say anybody that off themselves to kill. I never say they're weak because it takes a hell of a person to off themselves. You yeah. think about it, nigga. Yeah. Think right now. You gotta be off, down. Yeah, I'm off my snow. What? That the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> what a joke. Yeah. The first time I ever seen Mike was in Philly, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn it. Concrete right there. Legends right hey, there. Hey, man. There you go, Mike. There they go. Two good, these two good brothers right here came from prison, right? And started an advertising agency, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, Bragg reached out to me, man. Was like, wow, look, we gotta connect, man. And that's what's so great about them, man. They like, they doing some shit that nobody do. You wouldn't you ever think about somebody starting an advertising company outside coming home from the joint? And they really connected, man. And uh, shout out to them always, Concrete, man. You know I mean, from the West Side, man. West Side. Hey, come man. on, let these niggas know who Concrete is. Come, come on, on man. Come on, man. Come on, guys. Y'all being, you being too humble over here, Bragg. Mm. I mean. All right, put some in the mic. Sit down. Somebody can sit down here. Somebody can sit on the bench. Love, brother. This is good to see you. Good to see you, brother. Somebody can sit here. Somebody can sit on the table or something. All right, man, just sit down, man. You cool, man. Act like you wasn't. But no, you know these brothers. These brothers always show me love, right, man? And uh, it's always a great thing. And you know what? They even came. They even came. They came to Philly to show Mom Ali love. That was major for them to think, Wallow, where you at? We down here. She dropped the book. We all up in there. I'm up in there uh, opening packages. I'm doing whatever, you know, because I, wherever I go at, wherever, you know, just like y'all, I go to help. I'm just helping people, you know? And then that's when the first time I seen Mike. I'm like, damn, nigga, Mike. I said, Mike, damn. I thought Mike was like, you know what I mean? Mike just come in here all chilling, lay back, he chill, he don't say too much. I wanted to speak to him, but I'm like, no, nah, Mike was like, he a little too, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, I'm like, I'm here to help mom. I'm here helping mom. Fuck all that. I speak to Nigga was scared to speak to Mike. I'm a, I said, Mike I want to say something like, to Mike. So like, he can still knock me out. I'm, so, I'm going to speak from a distance. I, said, <laughs> I, I, I had that persona back then. No, 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 this was when the book dropped. This wasn't back then. This when the book. You come in there. You come in there with your wife. Look, <laughs> Mike, oh, Mike trying to downplay. Yeah, that's what no, I was no, young. This was six months ago. Six months ago, bro. Months ago, bro. Come, you still like you can knock me out, dog. <laughs> I'm like, man, I ain't got time to be in here tussling with Mike, man. I got I learned a couple uh, moves. I was in the boxing gym in jail, so I ain't gonna be in here tussling with fucking Mike, man. Body shot or two, I might be done. So I'm like. I'm like, damn, I was gonna walk in. I'm like, fuck it, I'm staying over here with mom and I'm helping open these books and shit. I'm, I'm in there on duty, so I'm like, I ain't fucking with Mike today. You know what I mean? Cause he came in there like, looking I'm around. Sorry, I'm sorry. I said, Mike, with the dumb I'm shit. I'm high all like, the time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm high all the time. I'm high all the time. I'm like, damn, Mike, hardest shit at a book release. He on some Brownsville shit. Book release, he act like he walking in the prison yard. Like he walking in chow hall. You know how the dude's walking in chow right, hall? Right. Fuck is going on there? He's scanning the room. He looking around. Make sure I don't see none of my enemies in here. He sit down and say, oh man, I ain't Pull fucking up. checking nah, out. Right. I only got friends, nigga. Yeah, but no. <laughs> Shout out to in people. my mind, when I'm doing my road work, I'm thinking about fucking up my enemies in my reality. Who's my enemy? I don't right. know why. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, uh, shout out to Concrete. They out here doing extraordinary things. They connecting with uh, big corporate America to try to get ad, ad dollars back into the hood. And that's what it's about, you know. A lot of people sell to us, but they don't use people that's us to sell to us, and they don't give these budgets to the people that's from us. And it's like they out here trying to make the make the plan feel better and educate people because a lot of times we see commercials, we see ads pop up, and a lot of times them ads that's that's targeted to us, they're not produced by people that look like us that understand the you know uh, the language, the the energy, to know how to translate why it's necessary. We should be dealing with certain things. So they just out here changing the game, man, and doing things. And these brothers was in prison. These brothers come from prison, started an ad agency. You see what I'm saying? You hear about the big ad agencies, Sonny and all these different ones. They here, they on the move, they making shit happen, man. And it's just great that y'all doing what y'all doing because 
in the hood, we only look to be rappers, athletes, and shit. So y'all creating a whole new space for the young kids and giving out opportunities for people that's coming back, re-entering society that need a shot. You know what I mean? For sure. And that's what it's about, man. And I love y'all for that, man. Much I love. I love y'all, man. Like, for real. When I told you, when I reached out to you, I'm like, yo, we need to be a part. This got to be a part of the push because the nigga, the nigga built a following from jail. Like, the nigga came game. home running, like, in the rain, like, all the shit dropping the game. Yeah. We was like, no, we got to plug with you. We have to, bro. And, and, and you and, like, Gil, y'all got the Shaq and Kobe. It's like when, when the inspiration, the pictures of y'all in the yard. Bro, oh, which one, that, which that one is up. me? Which one is me? I'm Shaq or Kobe. Let me see. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here we go. He's the best ball player in the world. Because we more like Mike and Scotty. That's no comparison when you put it that way, though. Yeah, because Mike. He said I ain't got no money. He said my ball game trash, though. He said I got a bullshit basketball game. I knew he was going to say that. Wave cat Mike a hoop. Wave cat Mike a hoop, though. Wave cat Mike a hoop. Fuck the bullshit. The in the boxing game, basketball game, it's the game of life at the end of the game yes. that we got to master. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The game of life. That's what it's about, man, but I appreciate it. When that. it's never mastered, you, but there's nothing wrong with trying, yeah. right? Yeah. <sighs> this is beautiful. Nah, no no question. We got brothers here. All of, you know, we was all in, you know, us four was in the, inside of that place. Listen, and his Sully, his Sully, my man though. Yeah, Mike Sully, my yeah. man, bro. Like I love, I love that nigga. He loves his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, in, I'm locked up with that. He's the weirdest nigga in the world. He's a fucking neat freak, right? He oh, said, you know how it is in the cell. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to help him. He said, No, 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 he's not doing me. it right. He said, No, just leave. I got to just get out the cell. And he's just particular. This Mike, here, did this he, did he dry the sink out every time it got wet? Yes. 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 They get up They're out of bed. Crazy man. Yeah. It's, it's and crazy. Shine on the oh, wax on the man. floor. All that shit. And listen, he's a very humble Muslim brother. And one day the guard came into the cell and he had started tossing shit around. That's the only time in he three snapped. and a half years I saw him snap. He's he doing five years and he snapped. Yeah. He told me this story one time. About, about Mike. Talk about when we get home, we gonna do all this. We gonna have Lambos. We nigga, hey, nigga, I don't give a fuck about none of that, nigga. I need you to grab the end of the seat <laughs> <laughs> and help me make this bed up, nigga. Cause the sale inspection coming, nigga. Well, that's all of that. Like, oh, yeah, that Lambo shit. Yeah, Mike, you want to make this bed, nigga? He said, yeah, yeah, but get that side of bed. Let me show you make this bed for Mr. Charlie. Charlie. He did not give a fuck about that. The Lambos and all that shit, Mr. Charlie. Time. But he got it. But he did not care for that moment. He just wanted that bed. That's it. Christine. That's it. That's what it's about, man. It ain't too bad for some motherfuckers been to prison, huh? No, it ain't too bad, man. It's out here. It's, it's not too bad, but uh, it could be better. Yes. For the next generation. Mm -hmm. That's what we're building towards. Jealous whole purpose is to break your belief system. Mm -hmm. It's to break your system. You're an animal almost. And that's his job. To kill you or either make you miserable. They'd rather you be miserable than die, but they're trying to do both. Mm -hmm. Gilly, I got a question. So you were telling me about how you played ball at a predominantly white school, right? Mm -hmm. How'd you balance that shit? Put like, that mic to you, Gil. Pull the mic close. Yeah. Like, how'd you balance that? How'd you balance that? You Ooh, loved it, didn't you? You loved it. Like, honestly, I mean, be honest I mean, with I, I'm, I'm always <laughs> honest. That's the only thing I know how to, you know. Honestly, I feel like me going to a predominantly white college kind of was the kind of the best thing I ever did in life. Why is that? Because it took... It took you took a black kid that was straight out the hood. All he knew was black, black, black. Everything was black, black school, all black school, all black neighborhood, all black friends, all everything. And then when you took me out of that environment and put me in a total different environment, mm -hmm. it taught me how to how to adapt in life around anybody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it taught me that how to be myself around anybody, white, black, blue, brown, orange, it didn't matter. I'm just, I'm always just going to be me. You Facts. know what I'm saying? Facts. So 
it really it helped me for the future. You feel what I'm saying as far as how do you explain you? How, how do, do I explain? You're gonna always be you. How do you explain that? How do you explain you being you? I mean, finding out. You know, when you're young, you don't really know who you are. You know, you be trying I, to. I, sometimes I still don't know. Yeah, you know. <sighs> But you got a you got a better knowledge and you're closer to finding out who you are than you was back then, huh? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I learned bigger words from back then, but I'm still <laughs> I'm still really behind on really finding out who the hell I am. Yeah. Yeah, well. The know. words are bigger, but the distance is still the same. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That might be the truth. <laughs> yeah. You think so? <laughs> it might be. It might be. I forget the time. Look at it right there. It's beautiful stuff, man. God willing, he continues to make this. You know, I, I feel like, you know, it, it, it helped me, you know, longer later down the line that, you know, just be comfortable, yeah. you know, as far as being in. Like, I got, I got friends right now that, you know, that they still live in all... Everything's all black, you know. Mm -hmm. You take them in front in a room full of all white people, and it's like they not even themselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like you sitting in there, no, he walking around listen. like, "Hey, how you doing? My my name's Jamal, nigga. Your name Jamal? I didn't even know that bullet head. <laughs> <laughs> your name was bullet head since I met you. <laughs> like crazy Mike. Your name is crazy now we, Mike. we go in a room full of white people. Your name Jamal? Yeah." <laughs> Oh shit! I'm finding out it's their finding yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? So, my boy got two aliases. So for me, yeah. you know, it just, it just, I just feel like it helped me get, get around. But you know what was special about that? You were just saying, they're conscious that they're ignorant. How many people you know is conscious that? Right. Yeah. So they were special people. They weren't assholes. Right, it's a tough and thing to do. And that's to, a, that's, to a, that's, that. a, that's a hell of a turning conscious that they yeah. ignorant, right? Because you get into a environment that's not your environment, and you don't want to be bullethead no more. Mm -mm. You want to be Jamal. I like bullethead. <laughs> yeah, I like bullethead too. You know, but... He said, "I'm just now finding out your name is Jamal." <laughs> oh, you might you know in the hood, you don't know niggas' names. You know what happened? You I might know niggas' names in the hood. He got introduced to you as Mike, Mike. Right. Yeah, that's Mike, Mike. That's Boo Boo. No, that's Bullethead. That's Bullethead. You find out they're Puerto Rican. Never knew they're Puerto Rican. Never knew the whole life till you got locked up with them. Right. Never knew that. And then it'd be some nice and neat shit. Yeah, dude, it'd be deep. You don't know. Then you get locked up with your man and you like... Your name is Will. Jermaine Gutierrez. You like, <laughs> Jermaine Gutierrez? Yeah. Nigga, you Spanish? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, my mom has Spanish. Espanol? I'm from the street. Actually, I'm from Nicaragua, but you know... <laughs> 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 we got hey, different vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The street names is different. Black is the eighth of fade, too, man. Yeah. All right, but before we end this, before we end this, is there anything we'll you guys... think we're going to end this shit, nigga? Oh, oh, okay. oh, all right, say less. We keep going, now. Right. You got it, pimp. That's fucked up when you know you just got to bow out. Like, no, just, just keep on, nigga. And this need to be told. People need to know this. That there's yeah. people out in the world that's their whole consistence of life is to help people. Right. Yeah. I know you're looking at them think that, uh, that uh, they had their day, but their whole purpose now is to help people. Yeah. They talking to... Facebook and Google and negotiating things for, you know, for the people that, you know, the world forgot about. You know, it's a bunch of people out here that the world forgot about and y'all trying to But then they're going to forget about them now. Yeah. That's, that's why these gentlemen are here. Yes. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And that's what that. it's about, that's man. It, you yeah. know, it's, it's connecting, man. And the call, I remember they called me one time, put me in the line with some people from Facebook, right? I'm like, Yo, from Facebook? They got me, they're like, yeah, Wilder, we like your stuff. I'm like, he's like, no, this Facebook, Facebook. I said, Facebook page? He said, yeah, they breaking my stuff down. Yeah, we, what's the name file? We got to do something. We got to figure it out. Mm. I'm talking about these dudes that walk the yard. These dudes that uh, a piece of paper might say that they something else than what they really are because we never get a shot. When that paperwork come through, once that paperwork, once that paperwork hit and that ink dry on that paper mm. and you in that system, a lot of times, a lot of people never could come back from that and don't get a shot because that documentation will, will, will you know, follow it, you. It, it'll follow you and you'll grow outside of that that individual that you was when the paper, when the ink dried, mm. you become something else. And now it's like, 
Oh, no, you, you can't. You're still that person. You're still that person. And we're going to make sure you're still that person because we're going to put you in conditions and send you back to the environment that produced that person, even though you might have elevated. So you take a lot of, you got to really be strong to be able to say tomorrow's going to be better than yesterday and try to do new things and be brave enough to say, you know what? I know I don't, I don't know too much about this field, but I know enough. Right. And I know that they, they commercials ain't going to never die. I know advertising ain't going to never die. And I know that we need a place up in here. And uh, that's major, man. That's some major shit. I remember when I was first in prison. And when I first got there, I was a thick guy. I was just mad, fighting, kicking, everything. And then a year and a half goes by, hey, I'm, I'm a, I win the perfect um, prisoner award or whatever it is. I'm a guy. And, it's, and everybody loves me now. I got a girlfriend that's one of the, um, the guard and stuff. Yeah, so everybody loves me now. I don't want to even go home no more. I'm everything. <laughs> <laughs> And man, I'm just thinking to myself, why would I want to go home? Do they have this right here? Right. But anyway, that part of my life was just, um, if I didn't go to prison, I'd be dead. Yeah, That's the best part of oh, it's the best thing ever happened to me. All my friends were dying. So prison was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I had a, and, um, I had fun too, but this is what I wanted to say. Remember when I went there, before I got cool, became the dawn there, I got into a couple of write-ups. Mm. And so while I'm doing it, I'm getting ready to go home in a month. And they say, hey, Cam, come over here. You're a hell of a guy. But you know, remember in the beginning, we had to write you up and we had another year to you. You lost some good time, man. Said, yeah, oh, <laughs> fucked up your good no, time. No, but the guy's my friend, though. We after I used to fight with him, but after we fought, we became friends. He would bring me food and stuff, and they said, hey. Remember that early in when you first came here, you know, right up? He said, hey, I had to give you an extra year, but I know you can work it off. I, I, I believe in you, Mike. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, oh, that but, shit but, down. I, but before we had, after we had that altercation, we were like best friends. He would bring me food from out the street. And, and he goes, oh, oh, remember when you were acting out when you first got here? And he, he walked up yeah. on Mike and said, I need that year. Yeah. He walked yeah. up on Mike and said, well, Mike, uh, Mike uh, remember that body shot well, you made? No question. Uh, uh, I put an extra I year on it. You know, I, I had to walk that body shot my son, I started you crying. Get it. But, but I, did you I, say I, you went to stay there, right Mike? Hook. You like, well, yeah, after, um, when they said, Mike, all the helicopters you hear in the prison, they're waiting for you, to, all the lights, they're waiting for you to come out. And I was already institutional. I had my girlfriend, and we were chilling out. I would, <laughs> I would pay for her house and everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was all good, right? And then, hey, you got to go. And it was it was frightening for me to leave. Damn. Yeah. It was frightening. You go there, all the cameras see you, planes everywhere. Damn. Just like a piece of meat. Yeah, I was I was safer in prison. Mm -hmm. Listen, I went in, I went in. This is the deal. In prison, I was worth like three hundred and something million dollars. Out on the street, once I oh, next thing you know, you're worth two dollars. Right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. Did you feel that? Uh, why would you feel that? Uh, lostness when you when you came out like or no because you were so educated like you were so educated no, you can't no, wait you must no, have that nigga hit the no, ground no, hit the I, ground I, I hit the ground but like people don't understand like for me mm -hmm. and I know for a lot of the homeboys I knew the most scariest day in prison is the day you gotta leave because everything yes. that, that motherfucking bad motherfucker that you said you was to your family your grandma on the phone yeah grandma I changed mom I swear I'm gonna do this mm -hmm. I'm gonna do that you gotta be that nigga now mm. that motherfucker you said you was and now you go home you like and you, and you like, oh shit! I really got to go out here in the combat and figure it out, you know. When you, you know, and the average person might not be like me, might not be like Mike, or might not be like. Whereas though, they really got to go out there, hit the ground running, and try to get a real job. Yeah. And when them nos come, is you gonna chase them yeses and say, damn, you know what? I got 15 nos, but it might be 15 yeses out there with my name on it. Yes, so the average person, that shit might trigger them when them nos hit. Man, fuck it, I'm going to get high. Fuck it, I'm going to go get a package. Mm -hmm. Or fuck it, I'm going back to get with the homies. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, man, shit. Because it's already marketed that you ain't got a chance when you come home from jail. So now motherfucker like, damn. I went to Rite Aid. I went to Whole Foods. They said, no, nigga, get out of here. I went here. Uh, so it was like. I mean, at the block. The homie hollered. He, the homie said he got that package. Homie like, what's up? I'm living in the crib with my mom or my grandma or my girl. My girl might be like. Yeah, baby, don't worry about nothing. A month, a month and a half come around and ring it. Like, damn, nigga, what you gonna do? Dude, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, you, you gotta hear, I'm pregnant. Listen, I'm pregnant. One thing about a sister, sister got, she gonna say some shit that you need to, you know. Like I'm saying, you laying up in this motherfucker eating all this food. Mm -hmm. Like, what you doing? 
Yeah. Like, you eating up, you drinking Raheem Juicy Juices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for real. You How you gonna pay this, you gonna pay this bill? Listen, nigga, you know what's crazy, man? All you doing is this putting is fucking dents in the this sofa, nigga. <laughs> and you gotta understand this. When you, you in jail... You up the couch, nigga. <laughs> Get up. When you in jail, you got different, you got different appetite, because when you in jail, you work in the kitchen. A motherfucking jail go down in the kitchen to eat a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. Like it ain't nothing. So you come back in there, you you putting dents in loaf of bread, you eating a half a box of cereal. Yeah. You like your meals are stronger. Yeah. You eating five and a half oodles and noodles. You know what I mean? Using everything. You doing all this dumb shit in the crib. You got you, you got your robe on. You got your you got your uh, flip flop. You got everything. You in there comfortable. Yeah. She like hold up. I keep going. To, she, she going to she a nursing aide or whatever. She going to come back and work. You laid up in there like this. Feet up. All the bread now, gone. Now she went to work. <laughs> she come home. You want to fuck? Get your dick sucked and all. She like and then she hits you with that joint. Like uh like what you doing? Like when like. When you gonna start bringing some money in here? And that shit hit you in your heart. It hit you in your heart deep. No, you never heard this one. Hey, if you don't give me no money, I'm gonna take the babies and go to welfare. Oh, it's a wrap. Mm. And, and you don't have any money, but I, I don't know how I managed to get 20000 over there. But That's I was, one I nigga up out of the You gonna bust a move. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I, you made it the fuck happen. Yeah. When they say Man, that if shit. If you don't give me no money, I'm going, to, I'm going to take the kids. I'm going to stand in the welfare line. What? <laughs> that shit be hard. One it, of these watches gotta go uh, home. Stop. Somebody yeah. gotta go. That should be real, man, but you know, it is what it is. It's life, man, and we all living and trying to figure this shit out as we go, you know? True. And we got to start putting each other on, though. Yeah. I think that's that's a huge thing. Like, when we talk about... We always was raised, don't introduce nobody to your plug. What I learned from white folks in the corporate world, they'd be like, you got to meet my friend Vincent. Yeah. He's amazing. Like... No, They'll you, put you, you in a group text in a heartbeat. So I'll be like, yo, how do I do that shit for my people? You know what I'm saying? Follow. Yeah. yeah. Y'all want to do something about what? Okay. The crabs in the barrel. Yeah. This is how you do that. Everybody, this, everybody no. y'all don't even know. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the culture, when y'all don't see, you guys are in brief. We no, to this is how you get this stuff. You guys have to have annual meetings. Us have annual picnics or something in entertainment yeah. where you all can get together. Then eventually you're gonna have little talk and then work it out to eventually um, it'll be big talk and big businesses. It's all about getting to know one another. Every one of you, all, all of the rich guys all know about each other, but they have never met each other. Mm-hmm. They want to meet each other, but they don't. They got egos. They don't want. Hey, I'm Bob. So they want somebody that has yeah, relationships. Man. Yeah, introduced. Yeah, I, yeah, I learned that. You know, I'm around all these rich, rich white guys, and they they're not friendly to each other. You know, the only way they're friendly is from me. They know me, and they they never talk. To, they all know who each other is from the corporation, but they never talk to each other before. And then I think that's what we should do. We should always have um, some kind of part with one another. We should always talk right. to each other about investments, everything. It's just like having a team. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the play? What should we be doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where y'all at? What y'all trying to do? Oh, I got somebody for that. I got the sure. funding. Bo- I got something yeah. for Our for boy that. should be in. We should have somebody in the stock market, and he just should be giving us the numbers. We should just always be able to talk. Everybody should always be be willing to talk to each other. We don't have that. Everybody wants to do it, but they have no way of doing it, no way of being introduced to one another. That's what I see. Everybody wants to know each other, but they don't know how to... They don't want to... The intro game. Yeah, they don't want to go, but they're going to think they're weak if they go over there. Yeah, they're crying. That's real. That's real, but fellas... It's so shallow. It is. It's real, but it's shallow. It is shallow. But I also think... Think you know, uh, eagles the enemy. You know what I mean? Like eagles the enemy. To so, a certain degree. To a certain degree. When he start, when he start, when you start listening to him, then he's the enemy. It's facts. But Wallow Gilly, thank you so much. This is really awesome. This show. is I awesome. Never know, this is I awesome. never know if it's gonna come to this kind of depth. And I just saw you on there bullying people on television. <laughs> <laughs> I see him spiking, spiking the ball. I see him no, spiking no, I the see ball him, no, with no, Coach Prime. I'm no, like, damn. No. <laughs> no, I see him beat the shit out of a nigga in the store. I see shit like that when I was a kid. Nigga in his ass beating the, um, the Spanish store, right? Were they Arabs or Spanish guys? What were they? Some Arabs? Who was they, cuz? He was Spanish. No, I'm talking, I I'm talking about Spanish. this. Before we end this, what happened? I'm talking about the guy that ran the store. The Arab, was the Arab dude? It was a slap. It was a, just a slap. But it wasn't nothing. It was, no, but it was really disrespectful it smack. It was smack <laughs> where if he, if he, he did that, him, if, so hard, if he did that to me, I would come back. <laughs> I would go home and come back. I would go home and come back.
Yeah, you go get some. Michael, Michael, go come back and work me out. Was it equivalent to the nip slap? Nah, nigga. Nah, this is really he slapped disgusting. The shit out of he said it was, it was, he said it was disgusting. It was, it was disgusting. You shouldn't have did that to a human being. <laughs> <laughs> that was no listen, because he played the role of a really ruthless motherfucker. Yeah. He has played that role. That's why I didn't like him. I said, that nigga's ruthless. <laughs> disgusting and mean. Man, you got Mike Tyson. But you played that you know why? Cause he he played that ruthless drug dealer role. He played like, you didn't give for I'm the I'm the fucking Enforcer, and then when he was beating that guy's ass in the store, I said, "Fuck, man, he should have like did really that." Really, that dude? In yeah, real I, life, think, but... I was saying he shouldn't have did you that. You said dude gonna shoot the shit out of him. Oh, I knew he was, he was gonna get, get it. Get shot. Yeah, I knew he was gonna get it. Shoot him to the shirt. Hey, listen, fire. they hot too. Those bullets are hot. Don't Boy, what? They hot as shit. And I'm telling you, they, they, all the youngins out there, they listen to me. I tell you firsthand. Yeah, you screaming that shit? Hot shit. Don't get shot. I tell you firsthand, please. Stay out the way. Hey. To all the youngins. You ever see those guys that get shot in the head and their heads all this way <laughs> and that way? You ever see you saw Ooh, that, that shit? I've seen that but shit. But they still have their life. Yeah. You know, they still have their life. Well, there you have it. <laughs> you heard it here first, <laughs> youngins. Stay off them streets, don't get shot. Make your bread, stay safe. Please. This is Hot Boxing. With Mike Tyson, I'm Bash, the co-host, Swallow and Gilly, our guests. And the crew. Thank the crew. you so Concrete. much. Concreate. Don't Thank forget that. Concreate, Nick. Yeah, no, people. Oh, creating opportunities. Yes, sir. Thank you so it's much for joining us. Helping people of color. Yes, yes, sir. We really appreciate it. Appreciate y'all for having you, us, man. Wishing you nothing but con not. continued success and blessings. I wish you the best what of luck. What do you want to say to those people? Um, it's never too late to be great, and tomorrow's going to be better than yesterday. I come from a place where, though, I was counted out early in the game, a lot of us here on this, all right here was counted out. But we figured out a way to make it. Uh, believe in yourself, don't be entitled. Go out there and put that hard work in. And uh, the workers win in the end, right? The people that's willing to work, the people that's willing to develop themselves and realize that they don't know anything, and the people that's willing to learn. If you're willing to learn out there, you got a fucking shot. And uh, one of the biggest things I can tell you is fuck what they think. Don't base your life off of somebody else. Don't, don't let somebody else's opinion be a remote control to your life. Don't be pimped by people's future perceptions of you. Get out there, fucking live the way you know how to live. I can't tell you how to live. Mike can't tell you how to live. Concrete can't tell you how to live. You know. Uh, and if you feel it, you fucking live it. It's just like that. It's just like that. It's just like that. <laughs> just like that. <laughs>